Hello and welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Farah, your host. And as always, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I am sincerely, 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 sincerely so grateful um, that you continue to tune in. And if this is your first episode that you're listening to, thank you for um, being willing to try out a new pod and hopefully you gain some insight and wisdom from it as I'm always striving with every episode is to provide something of value for your own self-discovery journey, for you to be able to tap into that wisdom within yourself and to be able to hopefully harness that as you move forward within each and every day. So um, grateful, gratitude, immense gratitude for all of you and for my family and friends, for all my homies that are watching and listening. Thank you so much. You guys make me so happy every time I hear that you guys are tuning in and that you're listening. It sincerely brings such a huge smile to my face. So thank you as well. Thank you to you all. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. And that is the five spiritual lessons I learned in 2023. And wasn't she an interesting one? She was. She was a wild ride. She was a wild ride. Lots of highs, lots of lows, and everything in between. And I am grateful for every single moment that occurred, though. I recognize that within life, the highs wouldn't be as high as we we hadn't seen the lows of the lows, right? We can appreciate everything as a lesson. We can appreciate all of the full spectrum of emotions that we um, recognize and um, feel on an ongoing basis. And all of it's valuable. All of there's a purpose. And I think when I look at it from that perspective, it allows some insight into areas of growth and ways that I can evolve as an individual. And also I get the perks and the, the, um, the elation of the joy that comes along with it. And I am, yeah, full full spectrum this year. I think there was a lot of highs, there were a lot of lows, and um, all of them played a part into who I am today. And so with that, I recognize that it is all valuable. It's all there for a reason, and it's all occurring for a reason. But taking the time to reflect, to be able to step back and to be able to appreciate all of that and to really integrate the lessons that were learned, I think is key because it gives us the opportunity to continue the evolution of our souls instead of just replaying the same stories or the same lessons over and over. Um, it's really easy. I think the universe continues to present different, the same lesson until we fully learned it and incorporated it and we've moved on from it. Um, and so I think there's so much power that comes along with taking time to be able to really look at what's occurred in order to ensure that it doesn't keep reappearing. And, you know, in life, um, we, you know, there's always, it's, it's very cyclical. So things are bound to come up again and again, but just recognizing what's coming up for you and how you can grow from it. So enough with all that jazz. Let's talk about the five lessons, my five lessons from 2023. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw these and listened to them in real time because I typically am very open about what's going on in my life. And I use it in a broad sense because I want it to be applicable to a larger population and audience. But there's definitely some themes that came through this year. One is communication. How do I communicate um, from a place of compassion? Um, two was balancing fun and discipline um, and being able to have breaks while still maintaining focus and motivation. Third is 
boundaries, how to establish boundaries while still being empathetic and allowing people in, not pushing people away, not then completely enmeshing with others, but to have that balance between both of those. And four was accepting um, the larger planet play to be able to have faith, to be able to be um, trusting of the decisions I was making and the intuitions, my intuitions guidance towards those. And my fifth um, lesson was really this idea of self-love, to be able to love myself in all of my different phases, in the highs and the lows and everything in between and recognizing that I am worthy um, no matter what. And those were all pretty potent lessons I learned this year, and I'd love to share more about each one. So let's talk about it. Um, first ones first, communication. There were so many opportunities for me to be able to learn how to express myself this year, like so many. And it was this like huge swing of me being able to just like remove the filters, say what I want, be expressive, like, you know, talk about the uncomfortable things, bring up the elephant in the room with no shame to be able to say what I'm truly experiencing without this fear of how someone could respond. And then then swung all the way over to like recognizing that not all things need to be said out loud, that I don't have to overshare, that I can also be really mindful of how I'm delivering the honest truth and to ensure that I'm not necessarily using it as a weapon, but using it as an opportunity to galvanize and strengthen relationships and conversations versus ways to damage them. And I um, got a swift kick of this um, in a romantic partnership. I was very direct, very hurtful. And I recognized that I, you know, one of uh, my friends used to always say, use honesty should be used as, um, think about as how to, you would hit someone. And I know that this sounds a little crazy, but um, <laughs> bear with me. Okay. So if you think of honesty, when you use the truth, when you're saying the truth, are you hitting someone with a pillow? Are you hitting them with a bat? Those are obviously two very different things. And um, I recognize that I can use, I can be honest. I don't have to tiptoe around. I don't have to pussyfoot around something. I can be truthful. I can say what I feel. But can I say it with a pillow? Can I give them a swift little tap that's still honest, authentic, true, but isn't necessarily with the intent to harm. And um, I definitely kind of swung. So throughout most of my life, I've always been either like, or I've been like passive and like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, so I won't say anything or I'll say it in like a very like kind of um, uh, like shy kind of way. And um, neither is ultimately effective, right? When we're communicating what we need. And so when I'm communicating where my thoughts are, what my perspective is, it's important to be direct. It's important to be specific. It's important to be able to express that from a place of confidence and empowerment, but at the same time, from ultimately that well of compassion that's fueling the entire thing. And when I led from that, what's my intention? What am I trying to express? And why am I trying to express it? Then it gave me the opportunity to be reflective of how I was approaching it, the words that I was choosing to use, and ultimately the message that I was delivering and recognizing that I need to be just as receptive to hear the other side, to recognize my perspective is not the only one that matters, and that there's two sides to every story. And even with, um, you know, I, I think I got a very much, there was like this um, kind of... Um, 
what's the word I'm thinking of? The precipice, this, this edge point where I like literally all the lessons I'd been learning, I was able to apply them and I was able to be really specific. It was also in a romantic situation. So I had gone on a date something had made me feel uncomfortable. And um, I was really afraid and uncomfortable to talk about it. And I was like, I'm going to ghost him. I'm just not going to talk to him. I'm not even going to bring this up. I'm not going to even address this, which would be the more passive, you know, fear, just remove myself from the situation. Then the other extreme was like, I'm going to light him up. I'm going to just like be like, don't do, you know, like kind of get sassy, like lean into that not effective either. Plus he's a sensitive dude. So sensitive uh, men don't necessarily respond well to that. Learn that lesson earlier in the year. So I was like, okay, how can I approach this from a place of compassion while still stating very much my truth? And I was able to effectively do that. And I called him, initiated the conversation. I, and then spoke over the phone in order for him to hear the infliction in my voice, to be able to articulate my feelings clearly, and then to be able to really share where I was and what occurred and what happened. And he was super receptive to it and was very understanding. And we had a really great conversation. And I think for both parties involved, felt like the other person heard them out, that we were able to discuss it. And then from... And then that was actually able to make us stronger and like kind of bring us closer than further apart. And I think especially when in the idea of conflict, it's easy for things to push people apart, right? Especially when people get mad, tempers start to flare, that we can say things that we don't mean, we can hurt, harm one another. While ultimately there probably is a nugget of truth that we're trying to convey, but gets lost in the delivery. So this year was very much about me saying what I feel, not shying away from difficult conversations while still then also maintaining the sense of compassion and love in my execution of those conversations. And um, I think at the end of it, I was able to really integrate and incorporate all the lessons that I've learned and they were been effective. And I hope to continue that. Obviously, life is life and there's going to be plenty, a plethora of opportunities that this will probably occur again, but keep putting it into practice, knowing that I've done it once. So hopefully having the courage and the confidence that I'm able to do it um, once more. So first one, first lesson, and this was a big one for me. It came up throughout and a constant throughout the entire year was how I was communicating effectively from a place of compassion, but also with confidence, owning my expression and what needed to come through and my point of view and recognizing the value of what that is while still being receptive and hearing others out at the same time. So first lesson and probably the most um, poignant one of the year. Number two, fun and discipline. This year was probably one of the funnest years of my life. I won't lie to you. I had a really great time. I had a lot of fun. The summer was a blast. Shout out to all of you guys that made that happen. Pow, 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 pow. You know who you are. Um, I had such an amazing time. I um, met tons of new people, was out, out in these streets a little bit too much sometimes. But you know what? That was the balance though, is like, how can I remain balanced? How can I remain focused on my goals and the things that I'm achieving while still being able to incorporate and infuse that with a sense of joy, of um, playfulness, of fun, to be able to in, like l- like live life, live while not swinging all the way into just like losing all responsibility, 
owning the responsibilities that I have, staying true to that, maintaining the structure and the um, disciplines that I have uh, habits of, um, you know, going to sleep on time, waking up at a certain hour, being able to continue my rituals, the practices that keep me balanced, being able to still uh, meditate, do all of the things that are important to me. Um, also executing my work, being able to continue this podcast, to be able to um, be able to continue coaching, to be able to teach, keep teach keeping yoga or teaching yoga to maintain my uh, my real estate business. I have a lot of responsibilities um, that I think a lot of people don't know that I have, but I have a lot of them. And also being a mother, being able to show up for my daughter in the most loving way possible in the most present way possible. And I can only do that when I create balance within all of those areas. But I also recognize the importance for me to be able to find joy, to be playful, to be able to laugh, to be able to have fun, to be able to dance, to be able to live in the way that I want to live, to have adventure. And so this year was really about continuing to maintain the structure while then finding the flow of fun within it all. My third lesson from 2023, and that was how to hold empathetic boundaries. Again, we keep seeing this pendulum of extremes. And I think even with boundaries that I tend to fall into the, um, I'm susceptible to that as well, is I tend to swing from like pushing very strict, no entry, you don't know me, very hard shell, that cancer shell comes in and I'm just pushing everyone away versus the extreme opposite of like opening my heart fully, being like the little soft um, teddy bear that I am, like allowing people to feel into all of the emotions that I have within me and also sharing, you know, everything that's going on in my life, being super open and transparent and recognizing that they could also, even within this, be um, a balance. There can be a harmonious equal like center point that allows me to maintain my own personal center while then also embodying the sense of transparency of empathy and connection and to allow people to like see me fully and all of my essence, my full authentic self while still then also recognizing who gets access to that, how much they get access of that, and choosing to know that I have the say of when and where. And that was one that I think I struggled with quite a bit through, um, you know, through some turmoil with um, relationships, with um, how to communicate my boundaries, to friendships, to um, different situations within career to be able to say, like, I do want to, like, you know, be friends with my clients while at the same time within reason, but then also recognize that I can be friends with my coworkers and we can chill, and we can hang out, and we can be real, but I don't, they don't need to know every aspect of my life. While then also within relationships to be able to set up boundaries of like when I feel comfortable to be able to say like these are the parameters of when I'm available and I can hang out even though I do want to get to know you and I do want to connect with you and be available to you. So there was a few different opportunities to be able to hold this boundary for myself and also to not harden when I did get hurt or if I felt like something wasn't working out or I felt, um, you know, slighted by someone to not fully shove everyone away from me and then to bring back down that big wall or that gate that I wanted to slam shut. I think of like on a castle, like breaking the, cutting the like rope and then it's slamming shut. Like no one's allowed back into this castle. Like there is, um, is an opportunity to be able to know 
who to let in, you know, for me to recognize who's it safe to let in, who do I want to have around me, who do I want to be able to be my full self with, and who gets to see me on my messy days, who gets to see me in my good days, my bad days, and everything in between. And I think there's a very select few of people that I have um, in my life that I feel 100% safe with and know that I can be completely soft with and be vulnerable with. And that's ultimately, you know, what I'm striving to expand is to be able to have that vulnerability vulnerability that I have with my, you know, my very select group of friends and people that are very close to me while then still being able to, um, expose myself into new partnerships, new friendships and new ways and kind of trusting my spiders, my spidey senses to know when that's a good fit and when it's not. And that has been something I've struggled with for most of my life. Cause I tend to like overshare or I'm like completely removed and kind of like distant, you know, and I think we've all been there. It's like, it's very much a common thing. And, um, I, I do feel like this year has given me a few lessons in that. And I think especially romantically, um, you know, to be able to be vulnerable with people that I care about that I'm starting to get to know. And that's the hard part is like when we're in like romantic partnership or you're starting to get to know someone like you want to be your full self. You want to let them know that you're excited to see them. You want them to know that you're interested and that you are invested in who they are as individuals and also the partnership that you are potentially creating with that person. Well, then it's like, do you show all of your cards? How long do you wait before you respond? Do you act too eager? Do you, um, you know, there's all these games that get played within the dating world. And I swear, okay, full disclosure, I have not been dating. I have separated from my ex a few years back and I have been very consciously single. I call it conscious singlehood. And so I've been very adamant about like, you know, I'm going to heal. I'm working on myself. I need to like move through some stuff. And also I want to, you know, pour into the people that matter most to me. And that that's really within my core group of people, my friends, my family, and let that be the focal point for a little while, because I, I lost myself a little bit within my marriage. And so to be able to regain that individuality was really important to me and also to remind the people that were there for me during that challenging time how much they mean to me and how important they were to me and then also establish new friendships and connections in addition to that so that was really more of what my focus was and then um then this year was like okay i'm going to open myself up to a romantic partner to actually be in partnership again and the possibility of potentially seriously dating someone instead of being so casual and which i've been doing before and I've dated, I've been like on dates and you know, that kind of stuff, but I hadn't really been like, I kind of want to, I kind of want a man. I kind of want someone I can like hang out with that can like come over and like hang out with me, like on the couch and like chill and like someone that I can start to build with a little bit. And, um, and I did, I, I experienced that a few different times, but that was even a lesson to me for me to be like, okay, where's the boundary? Like, how much do I spend time with them? You know, do I have breaks? Do we talk every day? Do I need to like show up for them fully, you know, hundred percent of the time? And, um, you know, I found a couple of individuals, one in particular that I really saw that kind of developing with, but then once I started to get more vulnerable, it started to get really uncomfortable. And that was something where I felt like I really got to press against my edges of like, you know, establishing trust with a new person is really hard. And I, um, didn't really, I was like navigating through it slightly blindly. And then also started to recognize, you know, feelings can 
pull us in a lot of different directions. And so to be really mindful of how I was responding and how I was showing up at personally, and then also being able to kind of navigate and respond to how the other person was showing up and, and if they were even ready to be able to be in that space either. And, you know, being really respectful of how to approach that. And so leaning into vulnerability with my communication, with my heart is something that is very extremely difficult for me. And this year was an opportunity where I like felt like I kind of finally opened myself back up to be like, okay, I'm willing to like love again. And I don't think I was really willing to love um, another partner um, since my divorce. And I finally feel like there is a space for that within my life and that I'm willing and actually excited about the opportunity to do so. So there you go. So that was a big lesson to say the least this year was like being able to have empathetic boundaries, to let people in, to be able to maintain my autonomy while still then embracing different aspects of people within my life and my daily routines. Um, and that goes across the board. And um, it was, I think there was a lot of challenges. There was a lot of pitfalls, but I learned through them. And I think that that's what's more, most important. And I think it's helped me grow as an individual. And I'm hopeful that in the future, it will be able to foster an even more um, nourishing relationship when I choose to take that choice or take that um, route and that, um, that change. I'm fumbling my words because let's be honest, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Vulnerability is not my strong suit. I don't love it. It's something I've always struggled with, especially in partnerships. And so I, um, this year though, I'm trying to be softer, more feminine, lean into my feminine nature, um, and more, um, receptive to really allow others to love on me without any expectations, you know, and also love without any expectation, which is also extremely difficult. Um, you know, so much we say we want unconditional love, but who really understands that and knows that it's few and far between. And so recognizing my own conditions, my own expectations, and being able to be realistic about what those are, um, so that I'm able to show up for someone else with the awareness, at least of what I expect, and also being able to hold space for them and what they expect and to have open and clear communication about what both of those are, to be able to create a compromise within that and to be able to ease, you know, move slowly as we move forward so that we have a clear understanding of what each person wants and what each person deserves um, throughout the way. So boundaries, key, holding them, establishing them, communicating them, and being true to them while still being soft, still loving on people, still holding space for people, still being able to let people see that piece of me and me fully um, and in all of my glory and all of my mess. So that was definitely my third lesson. My fourth lesson, sorry, I have all my lessons over here. That's what I'm looking at. My fourth lesson is um, being aware of Oh man, accepting and surrendering to the greater plan at play. I get really driven. I get zeroed in when I want something. Like when I see like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm very goal-oriented. I always have been. Um, it's the pitifier in me. So I'm like, once I want to achieve something, I just like, whoop, I go, this is, and then I create very distinct plan of how I achieve it. And then I forge ahead. It is like time to go. Let's do this. And, um, being careful and being receptive 
to the fact that that plan might change was something that was a huge struggle for me this year was that I was like, okay, this isn't necessarily the route I thought I was going to take, but we're here. We are this wasn't necessarily the way I thought I was going to arrive here, but here we are. Um, the plan is now shifting and it's changing. It's, um, molding into something that I wasn't expecting. Can I be okay with that? Can I accept that? Can I not resist that? Can I flow like water? Can I be like a river? Can I recognize if there's a boulder in front of me, then maybe I just go around it, not try to plow through it. You know, like if there's, um, you know, a detour that takes me off path, it might, in my mind, it might feel like a detour, but in actuality, it's a shortcut. I don't know the greater plan at play. I don't see the whole picture. I can only see a sliver of it. But can I have faith and can I surrender and trust in the divine to lead me and put one foot in front of the other and know that that's enough all on its own, that I already have all the pieces I need to know right now and to take action from that space, but to continue to take action, not to get stuck, not to get you know, analysis paralysis, but to continue on from this place of trust and understanding of what's going on. And, um, that's a challenging one for me. You know, I think it's a challenging one for all of us and to be able to allow my life to fall into place instead of me feeling like I needed to, um, shape it and to like, keep it going, to force my way through it, to muscle my way through it. Um, it was, it was a constant. And the moment that I surrendered, the moment I let go each and every time, the beautiful things that would occur afterwards were so heartwarming, you know, and so reassuring that I was doing it right. And even I had a really amazing breathwork exercise with one of my good friends. And I was like, even then in the breathwork exercise, this shows how crazy I am. I was like, okay, so ancestors, spirit guides, what do I need to do? What's the next action? How do I need to move forward? What, what, what effort do I need to exert in order to achieve what I want to achieve? And literally a resounding, you are doing enough. You are exactly where you need to be. Take it one day at a time, slow down, nourish yourself, treat yourself, like be receptive, lean into that feminine nature, receive, receive, receive. And I was like, oh God, really? (laughs) That's all I need to do? Oh, I just need to like step back. I actually don't need to put more effort in. I need to actually just like be more intentional about the effort that I'm exerting. And really, I don't need to do much more than I'm already doing. Like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's great. Cool. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Isn't it so funny that we, um, when the universe provides how easy it is to imagine that we don't deserve it, that we need to give, we need to do so much in order to get anything that we want. You know, like, you know, some, some of you might be okay with it. They're like, oh, I would rather put minimal effort in and get all the things, you know? And I was raised, my dad's an extremely hard worker, like hardcore. I don't think he took a day off or like a year or something like crazy like that. Like he's done that multiple times. And, um, and it's always like, if you put the effort, you'll get the return. If you, you know, you know, more effort, the higher reward, you know, like put in the time, put in the um, energy. And so I'm so used to that. I can do that without faltering. I am very focused. Like, okay, what's the plan of action? What action do I need to take? Let's get it. Let's go. Let's do it. And, um, but then I'm recognizing now it's like, allow other people to help you. 
surrender to the bit greater plan at play. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have it all figured out. Allow. Be. Trust. Take that step without seeing the full staircase. Martin Luther King has that one of his quotes. Faith is taking the first step without seeing the entire staircase. It is so pivotal in order to maintain that trust in your intuition in order to actually arrive where you are meant to go and when you don't see the full staircase you have to trust that you are taking the right step or taking the right making the right decision in that moment and the only way you can know that is if you lean into yourself lean into your highest self to be able to listen to the answers instead of feeling like and letting your ego fuel your decisions and being like, I got this. I can control this. This is all within. I know all the things. I know it all. And you don't. No one does. And so that was what this year was about was like recognizing I don't have all the answers. I don't know what to what necessarily is going to come next. And that's okay. I can trust this. I know what's in front of me. I know what's a decision to make right now. I know what I know the little bits that are important enough in order to make to make an informed decision on where I'm at right now. And also if I needed to refine a plan, if I needed to change it, if I needed to reroute, then that's okay too. Mm. It's a hard one though. It's one of the more difficult lessons and it's one that I'm sure will continue to evolve over the course of this next year. And um, I believe in myself and I trust in myself enough to know that whatever happens is exactly what should and that's a lot of strength it takes a lot of power it takes a lot of um awareness and that's what i want to lean more into and i know that that's what's most important for me in this time in my life we'll see how it goes wish me luck (laughs) okay final lesson it's love myself girl i tell you what i am Everyone that knows me is like, fair, you're so confident. What do you mean? Like you are rocking it. You're owning your shit. And I, this has been a forever lifelong journey. It has been one that has not come naturally to me. And I want to emphasize this. Self-love is not a natural thing that flows within me. And it is now. And that's because I've worked fucking really hard at it. And it's something, cancers are insecure. So like they are known for insecurity. They're known to be intuitive. The mothers of the Zodiac, very nurturing, very loving. They also are known for being emotional and potentially train wrecks if they are triggered emotionally. And especially if their insecurities are brought to the surface. And that is the case for me. I'm also Leo, which is like the most confident sign in the Zodiac. So I can snap my fingers and I can present in this very like boisterous way. But a lot. And then my Taurus moon grounds me back down and I'm like super chill and humble. But like I'm a walking oxymoron, I tell you what. But at the same time having a confidence within myself has been something that I've been cultivating for a really long time and really just this acceptance of who I am in today. And that's what I've struggled with is like, I'm always striving. I'm always future. So future oriented that I don't really appreciate what's presented, what's right in front of me, especially when it comes to what I'm accomplishing and where I'm at personally. And, um, this year I was thinking about how grateful I am that I have arrived exactly where I am and that it's been a lifelong journey. It's been this slow progress, 
but to arrive and to be here is such an accomplishment all in its own and I should be fucking proud of myself. You should be proud of who you are and who you are today because you know what? It's taken a lot to get here and no matter if it's exactly where you want to be in the future, there's been some pitfalls. You've overcome some things you never dreamed possible. You've probably achieved more than your wildest dreams and you think about when you were a young kid that to even imagine what you've been through and to be where you are is a fucking, it is something to cherish. And that's just what it comes down to. And I'm so thankful that I am where I am today. And even if it's not where I ultimately want to be, The fact that I've overcome the things that I have, that I'm as confident as I am, that I love myself as much as I do. I just gained like 10 pounds and I'm like so cool with it. (laughs) Like don't give zero shits about it. And I was even like, damn, I kind of like where this is landed. Like don't care. Don't care at all. And I I, I don't think I would necessarily be in that space a couple years back, you know, and I lost 30 pounds a couple years ago, 35 pounds or something crazy like that. So like I lost a bunch of weight and then they gained a little bit back. I was like feeling it though. Like I love myself. I love myself in all my phases. I love myself in my body. I love who I am. I love what I represent within my life, within who I am as a person and how I show up for the people around me. And I try really, 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 really hard to be the best version of myself, but no one's perfect and no one has it all together. No one has all the answers and no one is everyone makes mistakes. So like, it's okay to love myself through the mistakes. It's okay to love myself even when things don't work out. It's okay to love myself even when I mess up. And like, isn't that such a gift all in its own? Like, I hope that you love yourself no matter what. If you make a mistake, it's okay. We all do. Get back up, continue on, learn from that mistake and help allow it to help you turn in and really bloom into the person that you're meant to be. To be able to open up your wings and know that sometimes you're going to fall down, but then you can keep flying. And there is, that's a gift. That's the beauty. That's the human experience all in its own. And it's something that I have struggled with because when I make a mistake, I tend to tear myself apart. I tend to drag myself through the mud. I'll like literally ruminate on it nonstop forever and ever. And it's like, what's the fucking point of that? You know? Like there's so much more to be learned than there is to be able to just kind of keep beating a dead horse. And the moment that I can integrate a lesson to be able to incorporate it, to be aware of it and to move on is um, exactly what we're meant to do and to love yourself and all of that, Um, to hold space for yourself, to know that you're worthy, that you're enough just as you are today is all you really need to be concerned with. So I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thanks for seeing me in all of my mess and all of my beauty and um, recognizing that that same beautiful dichotomy also exists within you and that within the love and light, you are worthy of everything and more that you desire. And I hope that you embrace all the lessons, take time to reflect on your own personal lessons from this last year. Know that they will probably continue on as life does, as it should, and um, that you don't have to have it all figured out. But then to be really mindful and like recognize, okay, well, where am I growing? What do I need to continue? Um, What are some areas? What are some moments that I um, 
never would have dreamed or even wished upon myself. But at the same time, I'm, I'm recognized the value that they were at that time and how they have continued to help me be the person that I am today. And I wouldn't, you don't ever appreciate the peaks unless you've been in the valleys. Um, the ebb and flow of life is there for a reason and that it's a continuum and um, it's, it's a constant. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for what I experienced this previous year um, and allowing all of that to continue to shape who I am today. And knowing this year is going to be the roller coaster continues. This amusement park's not going to end anytime soon. I'll tell you that much right now. But I uh, love it and I cherish it and I'm here for it. And I hope that you are too. Share with me your experiences. Share with me what you've been going on and what you've learned. Um, would love to hear even just one lesson that you've learned over this past year um, and how it's helped you grow. And um, I hope that, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on the gram, um, feel free to message me there. And also you'll probably see quite a few of the lessons I've learned over the last year and the ones I've shared in real time and more specifics within um, my life and how they've appeared. Um, at Ferrachino, F-E-R-R-A-H-C-H-I-N-O. And...